It's Friday, the 23rd of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee, who has got his tight, tight shorts on the, on the bedside. He's got his singlet ready, his mouth guard. Oh, it's grand final time, Shana. They're not AFL shorts, they're just tight, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I'm pumped up, Timothy. I'm uh, I'm so excited for the AFL grand final. It's, we all know, I'm pretty pretty obvious that I'm a huge Swans man mm. and, uh, and followed them closely all, all year with my son, Tom. And we can't wait come Saturday at 2.40 for when that first ball bounces and, um, and hopefully we'll be singing Cheer, Cheer, the Red and the White. Come two hours post that. Wouldn't that be just absolutely wonderful? It's Friday. That means we'll be talking NRL with Chad Wicker and we'll have all the grand final lowdown with Luca Muller. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails, head to District Brasserie in Sydney CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open from 6.30am Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. What about this game of rugby league tonight? North Queensland, Parramatta, they need to get up there, defy their fairly poor history, get the chocolates and go into the grand final and who knows what happens next. Well, a guy that loves his rugby league knows his rugby league and he's a very funny man, Brisbane comedian Chad Wicker. How are you? Mate, I'm good and I'm pumped. North Queensland, baby. They're going to the grand final. Well, you'd, you'd think there'd be a good chance. It's, it's very, very <laughs> – the one place you play uh, rugby league, apart from Canberra where it's freezing you can – slip over a bit of ice, um, it's up in North Queensland where the ball can be very, very slippery due to humidity. Yeah, well, I was just up there actually earlier this week and it's starting to warm up too. It's getting quite humid around mm. uh, Townsville at the moment. They're pumped for the game too. Um, here's a fun stat. North Queensland's never lost a finals game uh, in uh, Townsville, so albeit they've only well, played okay. a hand, less than a handful, but um, <laughs> that's a good stat. These are two pretty yep. even sides too. They've played each other like I think it's like 42 times North Queensland's 121 and Parramatta's 120. I think there's a draw in there, if I'm, okay. if I'm not wrong. So if there was ever a game this way, if, if out of the two games, one of them goes to Golden Point, I reckon it's this one. This one could be the one. Ooh. Yeah, well, well records, are, yeah, records are there to be broken. And Parramatta, look, 1-13, to 13, they look like a very powerful team. Obviously, they made a lot of mistakes against Penrith and Wunga Blake had a night he'd rather forget, but... They steamrolled. I know they were home in front of their home crowd, but they steamrolled Canberra. If they if they start well and limit their mistakes, they'll be very hard to beat. Yeah, well, I think it's like all the teams that are left, uh, I know it's a cliche, but all of them bar Penrith are momentum teams. Aren't they? Mm. Like they're teams that seem to just once they get a roll on, it's over. And Parramatta is probably the definition of that. You rarely see a Parramatta side build their way out of – it's happened all year. You've rarely seen them dug their way out of a issue. 
And that's probably what's going on in North Queensland at the moment. They're probably like, hey, if we get ahead early against this side, they're not known for coming back from the depths. But if they get in front of us, they're going to be really hard to uh, to overcome. So I think that's going to be the story. I think that the key is going to be if, if they could, Parramatta can throw the ball around with you know that real sort of just confidence that they've done the last couple of rounds um, and not really worry about the result. I think that's the best way to play. It, that's a, but as I said at the start, the ball can be pretty slippery up there. It's going to be pretty hard for them to do that. Yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be a great game of footy regardless, these two teams. I mean, the Cowboys have had such a good season. No one thought they were going to be here. Not one person would have thought mm. this side, looking at the roster and how they were placed at the beginning of the year after what happened last year and the year before, that they would be here. Parramatta, we always knew, were going to be a finals team because they've just consistently got to the finals. Um, but now, you know, 1986, is it time? Is it time? Is it time? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I still look at this North Queensland team and, and I'm surprised. Yeah. You know, I, I still look at them and I think, how have you got this far? But here they are on their home deck, so they deserve their favouritism. And uh, look, it's going to be a cracking match. I don't think there's going to be much in it. I'm actually tipping Parramatta to sneak home in a, in a huge upset. But uh, what are you two guys? Obviously, North Queensland? Uh, yeah, I'm North Queensland by one point. I think it will go to Golden Point. I, I'm going to go the other <laughs> way. I'm going to go, I'm going to unfortunately, Fortunately for Paramount, I'm going to go the North Queensland by 16. Okay. Okay. Ooh, flogging. What about this? What yeah. about this other game? South uh, Latrell Mitchell. Look, he is the he is that X factor player left in the competition, isn't he? I know that Nathan Cleary is wonderful. Lots of other good players, but if there's an X factor player, if there's a guy that can turn a game on its head, take on props and fullbacks and dominate a game, it's him. So. South City can definitely beat them, um, but Penrith deserve their favouritism. What do you think, Shad? Yeah, I think, look, I mean, my bold prediction is that South Sydney win. Uh, I'd say by six, just a late try to get them wow, over Penrith. Yeah. But the uh, if I was, you know, if I was going to bet the house on it, I'd say Penrith by 13 plus. They should win by 13 plus. I think what's happening this year is the same thing that happened last year, which was Penrith, we didn't see them on the telly as much because they finished on top. They got the week off. There was a few players missing in the back end of the year that we've almost started to sleep on them a little bit and kind of, in a weird mm. way, forget how impressive this Penrith side is because we've been overawed by, you know, the golden point game between extra time and golden point between the Cowboys and Sharks, the South Sydney run against uh, the uh, Roosters and then their big wing last week. All this crazy stuff has happened while Penrith has just been sitting there waiting. And that's think, such yeah. a good side. That the, the against the Sharks last week, South made a lot of errors. That you know, Sharks had so many opportunities to score tries off. If they do that against Penrith, it's a try every time you drop the ball. That's how you got to go into a game against Penrith. If you drop it, they're going to score on the back of that set. Yeah, no, I think I think the last two weeks for South are, are going to take its toll. I think Penrith have done really well leading up to this. They've rested players. They're going to come out so fresh and so fast, and I think they'll be just too good. I think Penrith by 12. Yeah, Ivan Cleary has played like two games in the last month and a half yep. or something. Like, yep. <laughs> like he's so fresh to go into this game. I would love to see a South Sydney Cowboys grand final, though, and just soak in the tears of Western Sydney. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> so you guys are both going the way of Penrith? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm going to go. I'm going to back myself. I'm going to say South Sydney are going to win by six. And Shana, are you going to go Penrith? I'm going to Penrith by 10 points, mate. Or 10 or 12 points. I think it'll be a Cowboys-Penrith final. Okay, I'm going to go the other way. Look, I could get both of these extraordinarily yeah. wrong. But uh, I just think on the back of Latrell Mitchell, <laughs> I've got some sort of feeling that he's going to have a blinder and he's hard to contain. I think he wasn't in the grand final last year. He's there 
there this time. He's won two grand finals True. for the Roosters. So I say Souths by two points. All right, what about uh, moving away from the grand final for a minute? Payne Haas, named Broncos best player. Oh, Mate, is that not one of the weirdest things you've ever heard? The Broncos, are like, they had a tough year. Mm. They just missed out on the finals. They seem to be moving in the right direction, though. And then they have their finals awards night. And like their awards night for the year. And Payne Haas named as the player of the year is one of the most shocking announcements I've seen this club make. How is it not Patrick Carrigan? Mm. But the only argument I've heard from people around the Bronx and here in Brisbane is, oh, it wasn't given to Paddy Carrigan because obviously he got suspended on the back end of the year. I was like, Payne Haas was punching his own teammate earlier in the year. <laughs> how, how does he get the nod ahead of who is a future, if not current, captain of the Broncos in Patrick Carrigan? And you know what? Another little insight for you. I was part of a player poll that we did for the Broncos. And, uh, like, players actually we were asked, who do you think is a future captain of the Broncos? And it was unanimous, Patrick Carrigan. Right. So when you sit there and you go, the club's chosen Payne Haas, part of me feels like this is a move to try and soften negotiations. Like, here we go. We'll give you player of the year. Look, we do like you. Resign, please. Yeah, Shad, speaking of paying, paying the house, um, <laughs> what, about, what about this chess story? We're cheating and they're potentially using anal beads to come where, they, where their moves come from. What's this all about? How good is this? That is the best. <laughs> is it, this is like the greatest story in sport. This is my favourite story that's going on. I didn't know that chess was a sport, but now it definitely is. I feel like if you can have a rugby league level scandal, you're a sport, yep, right? Yep. This is the best ever chess player. Hans takes on this 19-year-old up-and-comer, right? Mm-hmm. Plays him in a tournament. They start playing. few moves in. He's like, oh, this seems something's up. Something's up with this guy. He's too good at predicting my moves. Eventually, he loses to the guy, but rather than waiting and doing the cordial thing that happens in chess, apparently, he just storms off. And everyone in the chess world goes, oh, that storm off means that he thinks the other guy cheated. Yeah. And I was like, how did this guy cheat? We've been watching him. What happened? Then it's been this rumor that's been circling around the internet, yet to be dismissed by anyone, by, mind you, <laughs> that apparently his opponent had a Bluetooth anal butt plug up him and had someone in the crowd watching the game buzzing to him the moves that he needed to make. I think he should still win anyway because the amount of concentration he yeah. would have to still have <laughs> every time this was happening. All right, I can see the TV show now. Dramas around the rook. Good on you, Shad. Enjoy the games. Later, guys. Coming up next, Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. 
Oh, too much sport is never enough. It is Friday, and that means Melbourne comedian Luca Muller is with us. And Luca, what a weekend. The parade on the river, the grand final. Wow. G'day, g'day. Yes, it's good to be here. It's good to be back in Melbourne for all this as well. Um, it takes mm. a little while for the buzz to get rolling, but I feel like, yeah, as of yesterday, the Thursday before the Friday night public holiday down here in Vic, it feels like the wheels are turning and, yeah, the grand final machine has rolled into town. And it's pretty bloody exciting, isn't it, boys? It's very exciting, mate. One more sleep. And um, I yeah. know my son Tom's pumped up. We're having a barbecue at home here and, and can't wait. But I think it's going to take a big effort from the Swannies. Um, we have only played them once this year and we've beaten Geelong. But uh, they've had 16 wins in a row. They're going to be a tough team to crack. Yeah, absolutely. Very tough game. Tough game to analyse as well because, yeah, the last time you played was, what was that, back in round nine, I think? So mid-May, a long time ago. Uh, And then before that, you didn't play them since like round two the year before as well, which you did win as well. So technically, you've got the recent form over them, but Mm. hard to say what that means really. Um, Yeah, tough to analyse. I think... Fair enough. The Cats are going in as big favourites. I think they're leading at about $1.40 at the moment. The Swannies have blown out a little bit to $2.60, which I think is pretty reflective of where they should be. Cats have probably been the best team all year. But Swannies, they had sort of, as you'd know, up and down start to the in the middle of the season, but they've really hit their straps. And you guys must have won, what, 10 in a row or something at this point now as well? Yeah. I think I think there's a few big benefits um, pointing towards the Swans. I think Dangerfield not having won a premiership, mm-hmm. I think he's going to put a lot of pressure on himself. I think Hawkins goes missing quite a bit in big games. Yep. Um, they've picked Max Holmes by the looks of it, mate, despite that hamstring injury. So he'll, he'll come in, but he's not 100%. Cameron's a great player, and, and their back three are very, very good. So that sort of bounces up with, I think, Papley's sort of our energizer bunny, isn't he? And, and Callum Mills and Warner in, in the mid, midfield there are very good. Yeah, but I think I think it'll come down to Hickey winning that first the first ball in the ruck and um, hopefully get it to our midfielders and give us that first crack at goal. Yeah, yeah, Hickey against Stanley will be a pretty massive battle in the ruck there. Mm. Um, it's interesting, yeah, that you bring up Dangerfield and Cameron. I've got the mark down in my notes here as well. Dangerfield, like you say, hasn't won a premiership. A lot of pressure on him, and mm-hmm. he's come good. Like he's played well all this season, despite getting a bit older. He's a star last week. 28 touches and two goals. I think he's hungrier than ever to get it, but like you say, the pressure's going to be a lot. This is probably his yeah. last roll of dice to get it. And interesting, you bring up uh, yeah Jeremy Cameron as well. Um, I think he has a bit of a reputation for going missing in finals. Uh, yeah. I think he's yep. only kicked one goal this final series, maybe. And he's just got a bad record there. He's a super dynamic forward. He's very important to Geelong's structure as well. He can play that true full forward role. He can also play a sort of smaller role playing off Hawkins. He can also lead further up the ground to try to create space behind him for Hawkins and Stengel and when Dangerfield moves forward, stuff like that. Also an interesting quirk is that last time the MCG was at the home of the grand final, Jeremy Cameron played in that game as a giant, of course, and lost to the Tigers. So mm. he'll still have that bad taste in his mouth. I think it's going to be, yeah, him and Dangerfield, who should be two impact players for the Cats. Uh, a lot of pressure on them. Um, who do you think could turn the turn the game for you boys? Like you said, Tom Papley. Oh, look, I, I, yeah, but you sort of, you look right across the field. Isaac yeah. Heaney. Um, 
And 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 Buddy's the man, isn't he? You know, like he 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 plays out of his skin. He's an X factor for the Swans, which I don't think either side of God. He's just a phenomenal. I mean, I know that Dangerfield's a superstar, but f- what Franklin can do, and I think the whole idea of him. Uh, announcing his re-signing this week is going to really help the Swans. Yeah, that's a good morale boost going in, isn't it? I hope so too. And um, Sam Reid obviously out with injury. And they've um, interesting, the Swans have dropped Logan McDonald and replaced it with Hayden McLean, who who hasn't played since round eight, as opposed to help out potentially in the ruck if it doesn't go well for, for Hickey. So interesting selection there because McDonald's kicked some pretty good goals this year. Yeah, that is a tough call, isn't it? Tough on Logan yeah. McDonald. I think he's played 17 games this year. He's only 20, so he's young, but pretty rough to get dropped at any point yeah. in the season, but especially going into grand final after he's had uh, such a good year. Obviously, coach John John Longmire sort of gave the standard, uh, standard response, which was that, oh, but this is just what we need to do for the team for this specific game, but... Mm. Yeah, it's a bit of a tricky call, a bit of a tricky call that one. Um, and I agree with what you say about Buddy. I think he he just has the ability to turn a game, doesn't he? And uh, despite his age, he's 35, he kicked two goals last week, he's kicked 52 goals this year. The big man loves the big stage. And I think he's got one last sort of big grand final moment in him. Um, if not going forward to next year, who knows what will happen. And uh I'll be keeping an eye on Paddy McCartan as well. That's a pretty incredible story, isn't it? Um, Yeah, very good story. Drafted to the Saints back in 2015. Showed a lot of promise, but sort of struggled with a few injuries and concussion. Left footy in 2019. And then after a couple of years off, he moved up to Sydney in 2021, just to be closer to his brother, Tom, who plays for the Swans. And while he was up there, started to pick up a few games in the VFL side. Eventually moved all the way back up to AFL level. And here he is after quitting footy, is about to line up next to his brother in, uh, yeah, that rock solid Swans. On his defense. So let, 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 let's let's yeah. try and pick this, Timmy. I'm, I'm going to go Swans by 18. Swans by 18. I think Norm Smith, I'm going to go Callum Mills. Love the sound of that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tight game. Both uh, both teams have that sort of um, defensive net that they set up very well. Good intercepting, good spoiling defenders there. So I think it's going to be tight, low-scoring game that'll open up in about the third quarter or so when people start to get desperate to score. And I reckon the Swannies will get it done. Um yeah, I reckon Swanee's in a close one. Maybe they'll end up yeah, by 10 points or so. And I'm with you. I think it'll be Callum Mills for the uh, the Norm Smith there. And I reckon I reckon they'll win by two. Mm. So we're all going the Swans. <laughs> that scares me. I, because all these all these close games have been one, Come two, on. three. There have been some and, I, and I'm going to say Buddy, uh, best on ground. Yeah. Uh, now, look, uh, I, look, we don't want to sort of wallow in this, but this whole drama uh. at uh, Hawthorne, boy. Yeah, it's not great, isn't it? It's not great. Um, obviously, it's uh, been a bit of a dampener on what should be a, just an exciting, great week for footy, but it has to be talked about, like you say. Um, so if anyone doesn't know, basically the Hawthorne, uh, sort of uh, brought about a commission into the treatment of some uh, First Nations players at their team. Found some pretty horrific stuff, which is now uh, it's uh, people are investigating Alistair Clarkson and Chris Fagan, who have uh, temporarily stepped down for, for stepped away from their coaching roles in Brisbane and North Melbourne. Yes, um, it's mm. awful and it's ugly to hear. But I think the Hawks do deserve some credit for going about getting this done and I think it'll lead to a fair bit of change in the longer term. I think over the off-season probably most teams will be required to sort of do an external commission like this into the treatment of uh, Indigenous and First Nations players. It's 
awful, it's awful stuff to hear about, but um, all you can hope is that it uh, is that it brings about some positive yeah. change in the future. What about the poor North Melbourne supporters? They've finally got a decent coach in Alistair Clarkson and he may potentially miss the start of the season if this drags on. Yeah, exactly, and he's wrapped up all uh, in this just when they thought they were yeah. looking at some sunshine ahead. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a bummer, but I think for now all we can do, try to enjoy the grand final, try to get around players like Buddy Franklin, Tyson Stengel, any other Indigenous players playing on the game and uh, mm. enjoy what's great about footy, enjoy what's good about the game and then in the off-season get back into this uh, and find some justice for those boys, I think. Good on you, buddy. Well, it's a, it's a big weekend in all types of footy and horse racing. It's massive, so enjoy your time on the couch. Thanks, mate. Yeah, everyone enjoy the grand final. I can't wait. Go the Swannies. Go the Swans. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you goes out to Luca Muller and to Shad Wicker and thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, one of the best corporate advisory firms in town, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We are back Monday with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Join us for our Afternoon Sport Racing Bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. What I'm backing and why. Tim Gilbert is joined by racing journalist Matt Jones and professional punter Brad Miller discussing which horses they'll be betting on this weekend and why. Catch the show Friday afternoons ready for your weekend of punting. Subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast app. What I'm backing and why. Happy punting.